everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a job for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I'll bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city, but you've brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. Uh, we do on Everything Old is New Again. This is uh, Douglas Viviani with the survivor himself, David Cohen. Yes. That was I've The Rock. It. That was The Rock. Yes, The Rock uh, himself is involved with yet another disaster movie, uh, this time Skyscraper, which, I don't know, is he making the disaster movie, or not just him, but is the disaster movie in general in vogue again? I think after this one, it will not be. <laughs> well, this movie's like a mix of like the Towering Inferno, right? Remember that one? You don't. In theory. And Die No, 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 I remember. But okay. You, but it, yeah, you're making kind allusions of. to what it's trying to be. In right, it. of yeah. course. But it's a mix between that and Die Hard. That's at yes. least what they're thinking, True. trying to do. And uh, it, it's caught some imagination of some of those who love to take a ride at the at the movies, like a sort of a roller coaster ride with a comic book type of character, you know, comic book hero. That's kind of what it is. It's not supposed to be realistic, is it? No, I don't I think mean, so. So this week, everything old is new. And then we, we cannot ignore the sign. The Red Alert Klaxon, which has been sounding this week. It's disaster week on Everything Old is New Again. And we don't mean this radio show is a disaster. Or do we? Klaxon? Yeah, you never heard that? I'm impressed that you... You must have looked that up or something. Uh, that, that's... What do you it's mean? It's spontaneous. It's, it's right off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, like... just, no, no, you wrote it. I see it in the script. Oh, right did here. I spell it right at least? I have no idea. <laughs> Probably not. Well, first of all, let's let's... De- <laughs> let's define... For the purposes of this show, the disaster movie in general. It's, I, to me, it's something goes wrong in a typical day or activity of a group of people that are tasked to survive a challenge of the day against overwhelming odds. Who will survive and who will not? And it needs, it has to have quite a number of stars and Skyscraper doesn't and that's why I think it fails, but that's a different story. Uh, or, no, I, th- I mean, it's made a lot of money, but I, I think it's a failure. Of can, a I, d- yes. can, can I? Yes. Go right ahead. Okay. No, I think you described it very, very adequately. You thought this one out. So that's I, kudos to you. Uh, that That is a definition of a disaster movie. Absolutely. All right, good. So we're at least on the same level but, there. But I want to mention, though, what's unique about the show today, too, is that uh, you'll, you'll find out in later sections that we're actually going to reach out to you, the listener, to take your ideas over the phone for what would be the next great disaster movie. So we're going to look forward to that, and The too. interpretation of that is we've run out of material for this show ourselves, and we want to have you... We need help. No, I'm kidding. No, but it would be nice to get some new blood to give us some ideas. Because yeah. have, have they all been done already? It's the 70s is where these started, 1970s. Right. And uh, the first of which, do you remember Airport? Let's just oh, listen sure. to this. Yeah, this is the beginning of it all. Yes, Airport, man. the year's most widely read novel, becomes today's most exciting, most timely motion picture. Airport, big scale in every way, has the biggest all-star cast ever assembled for a single universal motion picture. Is there any chance that the, that the plane would stand the explosion? Oh, she might still fly. But 
The sudden decompression at 30,000 feet is something you got to see to believe. For crisis authenticity, airport has no equal. For mounting tension, airport has no equal. For sheer fingernail-biting suspense, airport has no equal. Fingernail-biting suspense, crisis authenticity. Talk about new words that we haven't heard before. But the thing is, your your point earlier was when you look at the people who were in these movies, so it was airport, and we're going to get to a few uh, yeah. others as well, but, but the biggest First feature, one. the biggest feature, the biggest draw to this movie wasn't just the disaster that was happening, but it was the cavalcade of stars. <laughs> Which is? That... that, that that started. I mean, you had not necessarily, they weren't all like A list celebrities, but you knew almost everyone in the movie, which yes. is rare these yes. days. Yes, Burt Lancaster, Dean Martin, George Kennedy, Helen Hayes, the first lady of the stage. Of the, of the stage. The theater. Uh, Maureen Stapleton, and uh, like I said, a bunch of others that you do know and or recognize. And so that's part of it is who of your stars or at least recognizable figures in the movie is going to survive, who are not, right. what's what's their role. Right. Uh, let's take a look at another one. My favorite, I remember watching this as a kid. Let me see, I was 11 years old. I could not sleep the night after watching The Poseidon. In the early morning hours of New Year's Eve, Gene Hackman, Ernest Borgnine, Red Buttons, Carol Lindley, Roddy McDowell, Stella Stevens, Shelley Winters, Jack Albertson, Pamela Sue Martin, Arthur O'Connell, Eric Shea, and Leslie Nielsen were aboard the SS Poseidon when it was hit by a 90-foot tidal wave. Oh, my God. And capsized. I mean, that, and by the way, Leslie Nielsen, everyone kind of now him? knows him from all yeah. the silly movies and all. He but, was the captain. So this was well before the whole Titanic thing, right? Yes. But this, this was scarier because in the preview, if you remember, and this was when technology wasn't that, that far advanced, nowhere near what it is today, but somehow they pulled off this image of this giant cruise ship and you see it from above, and you see this incredible tidal wave heading for it. The wave is breaking, and it's about to break over the cruise ship, and that alone was an image that just gave me nightmares. And you liked Leslie Nielsen. You knew him not from the comedies, but you knew him from Columbo, or you knew him from Forbidden Planet. You knew him from television all over. And, you know, you don't know, you didn't know that he was gone or 10 minutes into the movie. So right. there's your first death, if you will, as this ship is overturning, and you're... you're Again, you have to think about this. These movies didn't exist. Right. This That's was the right. first time where they killed off stars or actors that you knew in movies en masse one at a time as the movie's going along. So that was it was great, but as a kid it was also disheartening to right. see your, your buddy Roddy McDowell you know, go down the, the tubes, if Yeah, you because and, when stars were killed in movies before that, they were usually, like, bad guys. Or, or right. Just, you know, and you didn't mind. You knew, you know, Jimmy Cagney's a gangster is going to get killed. You just knew that was part of the role, right? But here you have beloved stars that you're seeing, you know, meet tragic uh, consequences. Yeah, and I don't know if it would do it to kids now, but it really, it really affected oh, me then. Oh, it was hard. It was went, terrible. And you went through it, and they, because they built the characters up, and you go through this, this hero heroic adventure Venture with them, and you're losing people. That Shelley Winters, you know, helps to save the day. You might remember how she? Oh, passed there, away? there was there was a scene where it was like all your worst nightmares, right? So they, they had to swim underwater, right, to get to get to, to, to live, level, yeah, to get to the next level. And and one of them couldn't swim, and and some other lady helped him, and it was like it was. You, your nails were like gripped into the sides of your and, chair. And this lady who you come to really like for the first forty five minutes of the movie, then. 
dies saving oh. the day in the middle of the movie. Oh. It was just unbelievable. Great acting. I don't know. I can't talk. We could do a whole show on the side adventure, quite frankly. But let's take a look at uh, Towering Inferno. Steve McQueen and Paul Newman race against time as one tiny spark becomes a night of blazing suspense. The Towering Inferno. Now, the producer of the Poseidon Adventure brings you more spectacle, more stars, more suspense than you've ever seen in one motion picture. That's uh, Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, William Holden, Faye Dunaway, Fred Astaire, Robert Vaughn. I mean, it just goes on and on. That was 74, two years after the Poseidon Adventure, which was two years after the airport. The airport movies were a franchise. They were going strong. The 70s was the, was the time for disaster movies, and they worked. I'm running out of time. That's why I'm walking, talking a little fast. The, the characters were the important thing. Yes. These characters, these people, you got to know their backstory the first half hour, maybe even 45 minutes into the show. A lot to these people, so that's why you cared about them. So when they went, boy, it really affected you. It did, you know. It as did. opposed yep. to The Rock, now I'm sorry, it is one character you know in that movie. That's it. You don't know anyone else and don't care. And there's so there's only one backstory, and it's just not enough. Uh, anyway, we'll be back right after this on Everything Old is New again to talk all things disaster. There's got to be a morning after. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. There's no reason to be afraid. Birds are not aggressive creatures, miss. They bring beauty into the world. That might be true for one bird, but thousands of birds? That's a different story. One of the most terrifying films of all time. The Birds. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Uh, we're back and everything old is new again. Talking disaster and disaster movies. Now, my supposition was that the airport movie in 1970 was the first disaster movie. Uh, in some ways, The Birds, I'm starting there with a disaster of natural proportions. It's a little different, uh, and it doesn't really. F- this doesn't really fit our definition. There's not a lot of stars. There's only two stars in it uh, that you recognize and know. But I just thought that it was something of a uh, a landmark in that we have had these natural disasters, if you will, of these larger than life Godzilla and and those kind of things. You know, big monster movies, but. Alfred Hitchcock did something different. He took something that's so benign and so innocent in our world. It didn't change a thing. It didn't make the birds huge. They're just birds. But are they, quote, just birds? Yeah, and no, I think that's a good point that you bring up because, it, no, it's not a quote-unquote disaster movie, but it was Alfred Hitchcock, and it was done very well, and it was weird. It was different, and, and probably, I would imagine... Um, you know, was the seed of ideas for the actual disaster movies. I also, if, if we have a minute, want, yes. I want to mention another natural disaster movie that came out around that same time that maybe you and I uh, f- f- neglected to mention. Remember Earthquake? Yes. And that was a natural one. disaster movie following in the footsteps of Poseidon Adventure, Towering Inferno. But Earthquake, I don't know. It didn't see, <laughs> didn't I work. saw it. It just didn't, you know, it didn't stir up the well, fear. Well, it's almost like Jaws, like, or some of these movies where they did the great first movie and then it just progressively got worse and I worse. I think that's probably you know? it, yeah. And did Irwin Allen have anything to do with this in that he was the force behind the Poseidon Adventure and I believe Towering Inferno? 
And so the question is, did he uh, do something that others didn't? Again, I think it's the backstory. I think you got to know a number of characters and care. And I don't think Earthquake, they did that. No, so, I think Earthquake, it became more about the event than yes, about the, the, the let's get right. Well, it's not the character. Let's get right to the disaster and see how they survive. Well, you don't care if they survive if you don't know the character, and therefore you don't care about the movie. Right. That makes sense. That's true. So uh, there's another one in 1983, again, on the Mother Nature side of things. It's not really Mother Nature, but in, in a way, this is um, a serious, serious movie. Remember the TV movie, The Day After. Listen to this. Hello, I'm John Collum. In this evening's ABC Theater presentation of The Day After, I play a father in a typical American family who experienced the catastrophic events of a full-scale nuclear war. Before the movie begins, we would like to caution parents about the graphic depiction of nuclear explosions and their devastating effects. The emotional impact of these scenes may be unusually disturbing, and we are therefore recommending that very young children not be permitted to watch. In homes where young people are watching, we'd like to suggest that the family watch together so that parents can be on hand to answer questions and discuss issues raised by the movie. Now, this is uh, sort of not a natural disaster, but it kind of is man fooling around with nuclear weapons, which is, of course, the manipulation of the atom, which is part of nature. So I'm extending it a little bit, but I just have to turn serious for a minute and look at that movie and remember, this is now 10 years after the, 11 years after the Poseidon Adventure, uh, 83. It's not... It wasn't made for fun. It wasn't a roller coaster. It wasn't, you know, that kind of a movie or th that kind of a presentation. It was a very serious presentation that I remember in the day. Another is the only other movie that I could not sleep the night after seeing it. Huh. That makes sense. You couldn't sleep the night after the day after. The night exactly. The day after the day after for me was very bleary eyed. Huh. I could not. Uh, what about the uh, night after the day after the day after? Were you fe feeling better that night? I was feeling still kind of morose, if you will. I was feeling under the. And then I through, watched a few like Star Trek episodes from the original show on reruns, and and I got, got it snapped me out again. of it. Grounded yeah. you yeah. exactly. I watched the Doomsday Machine, and it kind of <laughs> solved all. Yeah, like easier, easier way back into. <laughs> Into a more, you know, you know, realistic craziness. Of exactly. Your life, the right? Doomsday Machine was really a disaster of epic proportions, but that was in the future. And of course, Mr. Spock and Captain Kirk. They uh, figured it all out already. Exactly. So yeah. that was my uh, saving grace. But, but do you remember seeing this? It seems like you don't even didn't even see it. No, I didn't. You were one of the smart ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just was a total disaster. It was a yeah. you know nuclear war, and everybody everything went to so heck. there was no like there was no, no drama. There was no you know character interaction where you, it was lots just, of character interaction. People getting uh, radiation but you poisoning. Didn't care dying, about it. You didn't, it was you very impersonal. Well, no, you had a family that you cared about, and ah. you saw what happened to them and what happened in this. Oh, whole, that's but that's horrible. There's no food, and everything's radiation, and and the, everything's falling apart every, everywhere, and it's just this no hope for anyone in any in any way shape or form it just was real dark maybe that's what it was maybe because in all these other disaster movies right towering inferno earthquake and and the others Poseidon adventure there was some hope at the end right, right. There, there was the movie ended on a on a on a fairly good note right, right? which is funny too if you think about it Poseidon adventure i don't know maybe six people survive a cruise ship of what would it be? Twelve at that day, twelve hundred, maybe two thousand people on but the ship. But you were so happy for you were them, happy right? Those six of like, wow, well, this is great. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but in this one, the day after, what was it? Just like nobody? No, it was just, and they just it ended. <laughs> if I remember, it ended with them just looking at the sun and just like 
looking up like watching waiting to die do. yeah there's, oh. there's no food you know everything's God. full of radiation and just a disaster so uh, 35 years later i'm still not going to watch it <laughs> yeah yeah i would suggest that warning was a significant <laughs> warning that i did not listen to and i should have uh back to some of the fun remember armageddon bruce willis billy bob thornton Liv tyler Ben Affleck and Steve Buscemi. Whoa! This is so much fun, it's freaky! All the time in the world. We have 18 minutes to zero barrier. Is all they've got, Armageddon. Like, I mean, I don't think it was the greatest movie ever made. It's not up there with Poseidon Adventure, but it fits. It's a bring back kind of a thing. They bring back the disaster movie with the stars. Who's going to survive? Who's that was not? A, that was a pretty impressive cast, yeah. Yes, and I, I, that one you didn't see either, it sounds like. No, <laughs> no. It, it's worth it. It's 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 in the vein of the fun comic kind of, but you've got a lot of stars and who's going to survive, who's not. It's got a great soundtrack. I don't know. It, it's it's good. I'm not going to say it's terrific. Uh, then The Rock started his road down being an adventure star, um, and, and more or less a disaster adventure star in San Andreas. A little something about that. Oh my God. The Earth will literally crack open, and you will feel it on the East Coast. I cannot emphasize this enough. You need to get out, and I mean now. If you can't, God be with you. There you go, Paul Giamatti. Oh my God! Very serious. That man. was a, you had to utter that. I think that was a requirement in the seventies. Every disaster movie, <laughs> exactly. someone had to go. Oh my God! And there was The Rock. Now again, these two Rock movies I'm focusing on only because he is now the I would say, if not number one, top five box office stars in the world. And they're making a critical mistake saying he can carry the movie. I'm not putting him down. He can't carry you, any movie. But you, even if he could, even if he could, I agree. But even if he could, it's it's inappropriate to not surround him by other, at least likable characters that pass away along the road. And which ones survive and all that. Exactly. You, it's, not a, on, it's not a disaster movie if you're only really caring about, if there's only one star that you recognize, that you care about. It just doesn't work. It's been proven, right? The formula works. Why not stick to the formula? I think is what you're I saying. I agree. I agree. Uh, and San Andreas, he's basically looking to save, survive, uh, have his family survive this earthquake. That's yeah. it. Mm. So it's not. Right. It doesn't work. Uh, I don't know what you know. He's all about. It's been done. I mean, it's kind of it. Bruce Willis and the Die Hard movies. You know that that wasn't really a disaster movie, and it didn't have to be because it was about him and about his family and and. You know, right. it, it, this one, San Andreas, and I think the one that, that's open now, Skyscraper, It's I think it's skewing too much towards a diehard genre and not enough towards a disaster movie. I agree. And it, it, it's so that way that and, and star-centric that at some point in time I'm waiting for them to have The Rock turn to the camera and say... <laughs> We'll be back right after this on Everything Old. Let's do it again. You smell what The Rock is cooking. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. People break down into two groups. When they experience something lucky, group number one sees it as more than luck, more than coincidence. They see it as a sign. 
that there is someone up there watching out for them. Group number two sees it as just pure luck. They feel that whatever happens, they're on their own. And that fills them with fear. So what you have to ask yourself is what kind of person are you? Are you the kind that sees signs, sees miracles? Or do you believe that people just get lucky? Or look at the question this way. Is it possible that there are no coincidences? Hmm, isn't that interesting? Do you remember seeing that movie, David Cohen? On isn't that uh, M. Night Shyamalan? That's Shyamalan. him. Yep, Mel Gibson in Signs. Signs. I did see that movie. I, I thought, thought it was it, underrated. Uh, good for you. I, I was going to say the same exact thing. The theme of it is very cool and is presented right there in, in that soliloquy. And I think it's a, really the basis of a great kind of, if you want to call it, disaster movie from the unknown, if you will, from a UFO or from a, an alien presence on the on the Earth. But they did it in such a way that it was believable. Yeah, you started questioning things like like what Mel Gibson was bringing up. You know, you really you really thought about it. I kept thinking about it after the movie. Yeah, it was wasn't over. just like one of these uh, disaster movies where they're fighting a tidal wave or whatever right. it is. This is you know had a real significance that could, if you really you know wanted to, it could go right to your core. And so I thought it was very very well done. The last thing that he's done that's been any good. I'm sorry to say, not Mel Gibson, uh, M Night Shyamalan. I'm I know, sorry to say, I know. nothing so bad. I don't know what happened to him. There's so many guys like that, right? That they come up, they may have, they have first or it's two movies that are just amazing. You think that they're these trendsetters, and they could just never equal that right. work again later on. Not like you everything know? old is new again. That does that every week, week in and week out. We keep topping ourselves. Exactly. That's the problem. There's no coincidence. We're on the air for four years. There's no coincidence. Right. It's for a reason. It's there's a reason for it. <laughs> now the other one that I want to look at with a little bit of. Again, kind of serious, is a plague that wipes out most of the population of Earth, and what's left are two bands of people that make their way to either to Vegas or somewhere in the Midwest, and it's good versus evil in The Stand. From Stephen King, the master of suspense, comes his all-time bestseller. Time to make your stand. The ultimate stand against the forces of evil. Molly Ringwald, Rob Lowe, Laura San Giacomo, Gary Sinise, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Ruby D, and Jamie Sheridan. Stephen King's The Stand. Now, omitting the fact that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in the movie. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. It was a miniseries. It's Stephen King's, to me... Oh, it's a miniseries? Yes, okay. and Stephen King's best novel. If you haven't really? read The Stand, you've got to read The Stand. Is that you, wow? His it's, best novel. It's amazing. You have to read it because it's lots of characterization building up to. A, a, a Did you read all of Stephen King's novels? I have not. Okay, and I but I've read. But quite yet a few. you're able to name this as the best, the best, and it's that's it. How In many fact, have you read? Actually, I have read probably about ten. Okay, out of He's, probably fifty. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Just just make it. Sure. And I will say it again. It is his best. And if you want to challenge me on that, feel free, but uh, you have to call in. Speaking of which, we're going to have a call shortly. Uh, we start to yes. take calls uh, for the rest of the show. I have one more little segment, but then we're going to take some calls and see. If you're interested, call us in. Let us know if you've got ideas for new, a new kind 
of disaster movie. If you haven't seen The Stand, uh, you want to do something that's more or less uh, binge-worthy. Uh, it's well worth it, even hmm. though Molly Ringwald is in it as well. Uh, and now Cloverfield, I throw this in because it's a Blair Witch type of thing with it filming a party and, and Godzilla basically attacks. Um, it's not realistic, but it is because it was taken by in a realistic vein, not like that. So let me just throw that out there and see what Phone you think of that. are pouring into the New York One newsroom as a thunderous, roaring sound. You can see something on the roof? What animal sounds like that? Shaking everywhere, man. It's like tremors. Looks like you should have left town a little bit earlier. That one's worth a shot. It's really not great, but the angle that they took on it, the idea of filming like Blair Witch as it's happening, that's unique. The movie itself is really not not so great. It's not that great. No. no. <laughs> no. But but I would look if you had a choice, you'd see Blair Witch. If you haven't seen either one. That's true. But and that's a real disaster, but not a disaster movie. Well, is it? Blair Witch? That's horror movie. It's a horror movie. It's a different genre. All right, but, so let's yeah. take a okay. call. What do you think? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll be uh, pressing this button right here. All right, we've got, uh, looks like, what do we have here? Andy from Ventura. Andy, you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for taking my call. All right, good to hear from you. You must be listening on, uh, I think, KVTA 1500 AM, correct? That's right. That's right. Uh, listen to you guys every Saturday at 5 p.m. Love the show. Uh, good to hear it. All right. So it's glad to, we're glad to have you call in. It's now your chance to tell us your version of the next big disaster movie. What do you have? All right. Here it is. And I, I've, been, I've been just, you know, dropping scripts uh, all around L.A. I, I live not too far from there. Uh, but I wanted to come to you guys with it as well because I think it's a great idea. So the theme of, the, of this disaster is termites. <laughs> oh, it sounds like when I bought my first home. All right, yeah, and yeah. So it, it's it's going to It's sort of like a slow burn kind of disaster movie. So it's going to start in someone's house. They're going to see some termite damage in the basement, and they're going to be like, "Oh wow, we have termites!" Right? And it just gets worse, right? So it's their house, and then it becomes their neighbor's house, and then the whole town, and then the whole county, and then the whole state. You see where I'm going from here? I... And then the whole country. You, know, you well, see where I'm going? How many termites do you think w w would there be to be eating, if you will, in a disaster movie style, which would then mean it would have to be done in a, a short period of time, that it's a disaster and people can't, you can't call the, 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 the local, I don't know, the termite exterminator? That's not going to work? Well, I'm, I'm thinking it's not going to work uh, because these termites are like, they're special kind of termites. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and it's, I'm envisioning this. It, look, ter it takes a long time for termites to bring a house down, right? We all know that. Correct. Uh, so I'm thinking this is going to be like a six-season, maybe 130-episode type of disaster. How about we do it with time-lapse photography? So you could do like month by month, and little by little the house creeps away. It sounds like a horrible idea. I don't know. How about this? You realize that, you know, people are not going to want to watch termites little by little eat a house. Like, that's not well, it's a title more about, it's, it's more of a psychological kind of... It's like what it's doing to the people and the characters and how they're relating to each other. Like, oh, God, we've got termites... Uh, what are we going to do? And oh no, the the exterminator can't fix it, and it's causing the tension between well, the family, the we, husband, but, and the wife. And the but what what termite inspector? I mean, you should say what termite company can't resolve this problem? I don't understand. Well, these are like we're going to find out around episode two hundred and fifty. Yeah. That 
these are genetically manipulated termites, but you don't know that for the first six seasons. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. I think you're on to an idea. I think it's a horrible disaster movie, but it might be a good idea for the Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. What do you think of that? That could be the new villain for the Ant-Man and the Wasp is this army of, uh, uh, of termites. Well, I'm, I'm getting the impression that you're not crazy about the idea. I'm not. Slow burn is, uh, is, is a good, uh, good term to use for, I think, your writing career, I would say. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But a- a- Andy, Andy, this is David. So I have a question for you. So let's say, just for argument's sake, that someone sticks with this, what is it, six season or so, <laughs> this drama unfolds. All right, so now all the houses are taken down, I assume, right? No one could live. And so wouldn't people start thinking, okay, let's stop building the houses with wood. Let's use metal. Or st- and wouldn't that, you know, ultimately solve the problem? Well, David, that, they, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I hadn't really thought that through. But, uh, but we, you know, we can fix that in post somehow, right? We, we can clean that up. And, but I think the general idea is still... Uh, it's still a good one, but I'm getting the impression you guys don't like it. I'm thinking, wondering if we could fix this whole interview in post. I don't know. We'll try. We'll be back right at this on Everything Old is New Again. Take more calls about your thoughts on what could be the next big disaster movie. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Yes, and this is Vintage Everything Old is New Again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. David, you're enjoying our discussion of The Rock and uh, and more specifically Skyscraper and more specifically Disaster Movies. Yes, very much so. And, and Doug, as we said at the top of the show, uh, we're taking callers' ideas for the next great disaster movie. And we actually have a caller on the line, believe it or not. Absolutely. David Cohen, why don't you hit that button over there? This is great. We have uh, Who Mar- is it? Maria. Are you there? Maria from Des Moines. Are you there? Yes, hi, hi. Hi, Maria. It's great to hear from you from the great hi. KXEL. I love it. Uh, so you've been listening <laughs> to us. Thank you for taking my call. My, my, our pleasure. What do you have? You have a nice idea for a disaster movie. What do you got? Yeah, I'm writing a script, so I thought maybe I would run it by you guys. Um, it's you a came to the right movie. place. I don't know why you can't yeah. say that. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I know you guys might have connections. But anyway, my story is, it's, okay, the name of the movie is Eve's Ark, Okay. And it takes place in the now, or maybe in a little bit in the future. And it's a retelling of Noah's Ark. So, uh, so it, but it takes place it, instead of you know instead of Noah, it's Adam and Eve. So the tagline for the movie is this time Eve doesn't eat the apple. Okay. Hmm. So yeah. So what she? So Eve is. It's like it takes place now she's an archaeologist and she's a very famous like um scientist so she she has this 3d printer and she has found the replica of noah's ark i mean now she hasn't found the replica she she's found the actual noah's ark you know how they say that you know people have found the noah's ark sure so she's made all of these like 3d pictures of it right so she's married to this guy adam who's like a climate change denier, you know, he doesn't believe, you know, that, you know, the climate change and everything. So there's this giant flood that's being forecast, you know, like the flood to beat all floods, the flood of the millennium, whatever. And to prepare 
Eve makes a replica of Noah's Ark with her 3D printer, okay? And she doesn't tell Adam because she knows that he's going to, like, put the kiboshes on it. So it does, it starts raining, right? And it just never, it just doesn't stop. It's raining and raining and raining and raining, and Adam's, like, in their apartment, like, yeah, you know, it'll stop. And she, like, secretly goes and gets on her, the ark that she built, and she goes to the Bronx Zoo, right? Or whatever, some zoo. And she... <laughs> she, she this um, is this a comedy or a tragedy? <laughs> You're laughing. I, I don't know. Well, I'm leading up to the big question of the movie. Okay? I see. So, so, you know, and so she goes to the, the zoo and she loads up her ark with all of the animals, you know, two of each, whatever, whatever's at the zoo, enough to, you know, enough to fill the ark. The big question, she, get, you know, she gets in the ark and she's like there. The only question, the big question of the movie is, right, will she stop by Adam's the apartment and pick Adam up, or is she going to leave him to drown in the big flood of, you know, the, the, the second coming, you know, the big flood that's going to take us all down. I have an idea so for a, a last scene for the sequel there, though, which is perfect, right? Because she's okay. possibly taking off without him, and we, yeah. see, we see David Cohen climbing on the outside of the ark from the water trying to get onto the ark so the, the species can still be perpetuated ah. if she leaves the husband home and if she doesn't leave the husband home now we've got drama with two men and one woman on the ark yeah maria how did you how did you envision the result of that conflict she 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 floats by to pick him up what happens well if she floats by to pick him up and he has to admit that she was right if he doesn't admit you know if he doesn't say, I was wrong, you were right, I'm sorry, she doesn't take him. Wow, that's pretty harsh. Gee, if, yeah. that, if, that, well, if, that, if that's in my world, I think I'd probably be swimming. I'd look at that. <laughs> yeah. So he has to completely get on board with global warming and be like, Eve, you were right, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. I think that's a line that has to be in there. I'm an idiot. And There's no, no give on that one that's got to be in the script? Well, then she she could she could say like she says at the end like you're not an idiot you just um I don't know I think, why don't you I just really can we can we leave the ending where we just she pulls up so to speak to the apartment that's maybe you know ten feet underwater and and he he's on the eleventh floor and she's asking him and so forth and he doesn't answer the question we just leave it there and and then we've got the question for the and then we see the other male uh, or p people trying to climb onto the ark itself and we've got uh, a new disaster movie coming up could be the Poseidon Adventure three. Oh right, yeah that well yeah yeah I mean I I pictured it being like a very intimate like relationship movie right you know with the backdrop of the disaster of like the you know the well where is she keeping end. where is she keeping the um the ark oh she has it in a hangar at at uh, at, a, at the airport ah and, and the, yeah. the printer's pretty big or is it done in parts i presume it's well yeah i mean it's done in parts and she assembled it but it's pretty big the printer is the 3d printer is in the hangar it's her father's he was a he was an air force uh, guy, and he has this hangar where he keeps all his old, like, um, you know, uh, battle planes and everything. So he makes room for her. I, Doug, you know, I, I, I like, like this one. Do I you? do like it. Yeah. I do like it. I would like to see 
uh, it, it fleshed out a little bit more as to the actual disaster and how do we get the rock into it? That's the only the issue. Oh, I the have. rock. <laughs> well, Maybe the rock could play he, Adam. He, yeah, he yes. could be Adam. Of yes. course, right? If you, if you can get in touch with the rock, I would like to send him the script. That's, oh, that's that's no problem. But it's like I we, could email. We could get in touch with a rock. Yes, we could get in touch with a rock. That's for sure. Whether it's uh, a rod would be great too. A rod <laughs> would be great too. Uh, it would be, but I actually mean a rock in the backyard. We have connections oh, for that. Rock. Yeah, uh, but we'll try oh. the rock. We'll see if we can. She's get... trying to be serious here, and you're you're like you know you're you're playing around. I mean, no, I mean Maria, that's a great that. idea. We we like it, and and uh, look, if we decide to move forward with it, uh, we if we green light it, we will let you know. The only guy I think that actually would be good for the role, Jack Pumpkinhead. He's been looking for, for a role for a long That's time. That could be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Could be a nice little... If he has to pass that test of, like, the X Factor or whatever, like, you have the actor who plays Adam has to be likable. Like, the people watching the movie have to, like, really relate to him. So it's like they can also mm. understand his point of view. See, the only reason why I mention this fellow is the only, he's the only guy that we've got the connections to. That's oh, <laughs> Pumpkinhead? Well, he we might know the rock. There. We can yeah. start there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, great. Hey, Maria, thanks for your time and your idea. That was terrific. Okay, thanks for getting my call. Okay, uh, sure Thanks thing. again. Call back anytime. We may not be here, but still, call back anytime. <laughs> Enjoy the Bye. day. Thank you. Bye. Thank there, you. There we go. So now we've got uh, some something to do, some thought here as to where we're going to go with uh, the disaster movie. I think I like that. I also I like the sequel, David Cohen. Do you think that the sequel is something that would would sell to that? I mean, every movie now has got to have a sequel lined up already in the plot of the first movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it could either be uh, part of the first movie or or a sequel. It could work either way. So it could it could be this intimate struggle of identities and 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 ideas that uh, our friend in Devoin was talking about. And that, but the ending of that movie kind of leaves it open, and then the beginning of the second one, it, it just everyone's trying to get on this arc. They do, and it, it, it's a disaster on the arc because you got too many people. And I like that, yeah, because it reminds me. Your idea reminds me of uh, the old like Twilight, and when when people in the fifties and the sixties were building the bomb shelters, right, and they would have to lock the door. It can only fit so many people, exactly. And you get mobs of people, the neighbors, like crying and banging on the door. The same thing I think would happen in the arc, right? And then you would get the extra humans trying to devour some of the animals for food because the the supplies aren't there and you've got that struggle where of course we don't want these that to happen so is it do you, do you uh, throw let's say some of the humans off the ship if you will because they are right. uh, eating the animals or do you let them devour the animals which would be make no sense but, and also do you, know. you do, does the let's let's assume the rock uh, assuming you know with our our connections to the rock uh, that they are. Would, would Assuming he takes the role, first of all, and he does it, would the character or the rock be on the ship? So eventually he's he's no longer a climate denier. It's a little too political for, right. for this show. But but let's <laughs> just following the storyline. Right. Let's say he does acquiesce and he says, okay, fine, I'm a believer. Now, it, to, to let more people on the ship, I would imagine Eve would not let people on unless they, too, say that they're, they believe in climate change. But right? then how do you let them even on... If that is actually good, because then now you're saying there's no free speech. I don't care. Right, you, it's like you a have dictatorship. To, right, you've got that issue, which is a good one. I yeah. like that one. But then you've also got the Rock is now going to be the enforcer behind that. 
Right. And you've got uh, the, the, the an arc is only supposed to be for one male and one female in theory, right? And one animal of all the uh, different genre of animals. So we are we battling that? Uh, right. It, there's a lot going on. There. I, it's a good idea. You know, it's it seems idea. like a story that that could be something like two thousand, four thousand years old in that range. This this arc. It really seems like you know it, it has been done before, but we're going to improve upon a. A very old idea. Hollywood's all about rehashing ideas, right? right there so we go. We'll be, right in. we'll be back next week and everything old is new again. Talk about more things pop culture. Join us. Theme from the Poseidon Adventure. How do you like that? <laughs>